0: Hello and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up? A mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Lindsay.
1: And I'm Chris.
0: And the first question I want to ask is, Chris, how are you holding up?
1: It's been a wild
0: couple weeks. Yeah, so we did not do a podcast last week. It was Labor Day. So uh, if you guys did not get the memo, we're sorry. Thank you for tuning in this week.
1: Yes, and as always, we... uh... We try to let people know mostly through the Instagram. That's usually where most of our, uh, our kind of news and updates and things that we announce that we do it usually through the Instagram. We should probably spread that out a little bit. <laughs> uh, we will we'll be trying to figure that out. Uh, but uh, I am currently on day one after seeing my new psychiatrist. And being on my new medication, which we will get into momentarily, but Lindsay, how are you holding up?
0: I'm completely exhausted emotionally, and I just want to cry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And today was not a bad day. Today was the day that I signed a lease on a beautiful place out in the woods um, with my partner, and... um. And it went very well and went smoothly. And I have support from some really lovely people. And I'm just, but there's so much happening. I've got so many things going on. I have, you know, I work three different jobs. um, I'm a freelancer, so it's like all over the place, trying to make social things happening. I'm going to Wasteland Weekend, which is an apocalyptic festival at the end of this month, moving in on October 1st. Because this geez. house kind of just came up,
1: yeah. <laughs> and I was like,
0: "Yeah, perfect." And I was like, "Wait, wait, everything's happening so fast."
1: So wait, you're going to Wasteland Weekend the end of the month, and yes. then immediately after that, yes, wow.
0: So that week, the next weekend I come back, we'll probably move in. So it's just <laughs> like it's just completely immobilizing for me i'm i'm numb and i and there's moments i get flashes of like yay and then i get moments of flashes of like i need more help
1: yeah (laughs) and
0: i just wish that i could go to my therapist because i can't afford it and so and have i reached out to her and been like hey i don't have insurance would you please figure out a deal with me would that be cool are you open to it no i have not done that but um i miss therapy and um, I'm just kind of emotionally sad and drained right now, even though there are great things happening.
1: And that is something to kind of recognize that in the ups and downs, the lefts and rights, the forwards and backwards of life, that even when things are going really well, it doesn't necessarily mean that emotionally and mentally you're OK. You're OK. <laughs> you're okay. Yeah. Uh, which brings us to today's topic of... Changes.
0: It like it <laughs> and face
1: the yeah, David Bowie. We are not, but that's okay. Uh, so, starting off, kind of on the uh, follow-up. So, note, yeah,
0: your big change. Yeah, my which big was change. You. Going through a really rough patch, which you guys can, if you're interested in hearing the ups and downs, <laughs> it's in our past. Episode, we've been very candid about.
1: Literally the last <laughs> six months of my life have been a uh, relative downward spiral. Uh, I have never felt, um, well, I don't even know if that's true anymore. Uh <laughs> I was gonna say I haven't felt quite as low as but maybe I have. I can't really be positive.
0: Well, you were really low. I was and very low. We were getting actual concerned messages from some of our listeners. Which yes. thank you.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: And um you took it upon yourself to make a change.
1: I have made several changes. <laughs> um in this last uh, in this last couple months. it um, started small, changing little things here and there, spending habits and how I was able to, you know, kind of manage my life. I was trying to do, be a little more organized. And then finally, I took it upon myself to seek out medicinal help, I'm actually finding a psychiatrist who would work with me and try and help me figure out what I could do.
0: I do think it's great, though, that you started at like building your house brick by brick emotionally with starting with small things that you could control mm-hmm. just like your spending habits and then you also got yourself a really good mattress because mm-hmm. sleep is so important and you weren't you recognized your sleep was not great
1: I recognized that my mattress was slanted and horrible and I hated it and I got up bright and early and I went and I bought a mattress and You've I also, forced myself yeah. to do it
0: You've also been food prepping?
1: I've been food prepping. I've been socializing differently uh because it's it's been something that I've required. I I can't do without socialization. I I drive myself crazy when I'm by myself. So, yesterday was the first appointment with the new psychiatrist and I'd like to go over with the listeners if you are looking to getting into getting a psychiatrist as well as a therapist cuz they can do both. A psychiatrist can be your therapist, but I happen to have separate. Now, the psychiatrist that I found, he's um, very good uh, in terms of how I've experienced doctors in the past. He was very open to communicating. He was very inquisitive. He He was listening to me, which was the big one. But let me go over step by step kind of what to expect on this first visit. So... First thing that you're going to get is a big-ass pile of paperwork. (laughs) You are going to get a pile of paperwork, usually either emailed to you weeks in advance or something, whenever it is you made the appointment. And it usually has a lot of, you know, standard paperwork stuff. Name and address, family, emergency contacts, HIPAA requirements, which uh, are essential for your privacy. It basically assures that your psychiatrist cannot talk to anyone about you without your permission. Uh, And you can list various people if you want to have them capable of communicating with your psychiatrist. So I gave my general practitioner as well as my therapist HIPAA rights, basically. So if they need to communicate, they can. First day that I'm there, I go over the paperwork with the nurse nurse practitioner... And she also gives me a kind of minor physical height, weight, blood pressure, pulse, the standard kind of measurements that you would get visiting any doctor. And this is good to just kind of collect how your standpoint is at the beginning of this uh, medicinal journey, so Mm. to speak. Then you go into the actual session, and your first session with a psychiatrist will usually last between 45 minutes to two hours, depending on circumstances. My first session was 45 minutes, and we went over my medical history, went over my family history, and then um, went over why I was there. Which was me in my own words describing, hey, this is how I've been feeling. This is how long I've been tracking it. This is how long I've noticed it. This was when I first noticed symptoms. Here's, you know, all the various little ins and outs of who I am and why I feel the way I do. And for things that I would mention, he would have follow-up questions. I would be able to elaborate if I could or kind of have him help me if I couldn't quite enunciate exactly how I felt in a given situation. Um, We talked about the things that I had discussed with my therapist, which I thought was interesting that he said, you you know, kind of was judging or, like, analyzing my therapy and how that was progressing.
0: What were some of his questions on that?
1: He mostly was asking, like, Various techniques that had been done, you know, had I done any CBT, had I done anything, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, ultimately asked, do you like your therapist? Is he helping you? And I had to have a moment where I was actually like, well, I think so. But I haven't necessarily felt the changes come from him it's been more my doing, but I can't necessarily say that I haven't gotten inspiration from him. It was weird. It yeah. was it was kind of a hard question to answer because y- you don't necessarily... It's one of those things like lighting in movies. Yeah. If you notice it, it's probably bad. Yeah. So... Then he... After we'd gone over all of these, you know, minutiae, we got down to the brass tacks of medication options and he laid out all of my options for me. He said, now you'd been on Lexapro before, it didn't work. It's what it's what's known as an SSRI. Serotonin blah 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 blah. Not a doctor. <laughs> I am not a doctor. I can't remember this stuff. Then he gave me the option of an SNRI, which is also uh it's not just serotonin. It's uh one of the other brain chemicals that is affected by that, which I could look up because I feel like that one is actually kind of important. SNRI. Serotonin norep well man, I can't pronounce that.
0: Norepinephen? Nor,
1: serotonin non norepinephrine.
0: norepinephrine. Reuptake inhibitor.
1: Yes. So SSRI, SNRI, and then the last option that he gave me was Welbutrin. And Welbutrin, unlike SSRIs, SNRIs, was more of a quasi-stimulant. It is more known for things like, well, SSRIs and SNRIs are kind of... The side effects with them are anywhere from weight gain, to loss of sexual function, to, you know, it's it's a whole bunch of stuff. With Wilbutrin, you typically notice weight loss, more energy, things like that, because it is exactly that. It's a quasi sort of stimulant. Uh, It's usually used, honestly, to treat uh, smoking addiction.
0: Yeah, so it helps to quit. help you quit.
1: And seasonal affective disorder as a sort of temporary stopgate uh he gave me all three options i said well ultimately the i i don't i didn't like how my brain reacted to the lexapro how it made me feeling numb and the weight gain i noticed i had weight gain
0: on lexapro as exactly
1: well. so i said let's try the Wellbutrin. uh also part of that decision was the fact that my mom is on Wellbutrin.
0: and how has she been affected
1: Positively? That she is she has loved every moment of being on it, Wow, uh, which has been something that I, I, I let him know. I was like, this is the one thing I know. My mom usually suffers more from kind of an anxiety standpoint. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: she's had depression almost all her life, but like the anxiety was a thing that I always knew from her. Yeah, uh, and he said that's likely to happen. If you are an anxious person, will butrin can heighten that. So if you suffer more from anxiety than depression, he would not recommend that. But I, on the other hand, suffer far more from my depression than any form of anxiety. So that is the drug for me. Today is day one. I feel, again, most medications, when you take them for the first time, you aren't going to get the true effects of them for a few weeks.
0: And sometimes a few months for the full, full yes. effect. Yeah. But you'll notice definitely after a couple of weeks, for sure.
1: Yes, exactly. So, it's, I, I feel a lot more energy, but there's also a part of me that is uncertain whether this is the effect of the drug or a false positive from a sort of placebo effect that I have instilled in myself that, hey, I'm taking the happy pill. I'm taking the thing that's gonna give me energy. Therefore, my body is going to be energetic and feel great and want to be happy. Good job, me.
0: I'm gonna go with you're definitely more energetic.
1: I'm definitely more energetic.
0: <laughs> you really are. You're 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 a bit brighter and you're a bit more focused as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's I mean. When I, I came
0: in you were much more focused.
1: Yes. I would say the focus has been kind of awesome, honestly i've I've been honestly really surprised today in particular, because I just I got just up started right I, I started today, I got up uh, by about four hours of after taking it was when I really noticed the effects taking place and I was out shopping, and I was dead set, straight yeah. focused, the whole shabelle. Um Maybe
0: it's because it's not an SSRI. It might be that because SSRIs are known to take a little longer
1: could be. I will, I mean, this will be We're not doctors. (laughs) So
0: really, it's just kind of uh, us experiencing these things. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: So now that I've been on this, uh, and the last part of my therapy session after being prescribed the the Wellbutrin was letting me know what exactly the treatment plan was. Mm -hmm. Um, He scheduled follow-ups two weeks after, Mm -hmm. and then another two weeks after that, just to make sure, hey, Let's make sure that we get you in. Let's take some, you know, make sure some little benchmarks here and there. See how you're doing. If we need to adjust, we can. And we will. So, ultimately, I feel really good about my experience, which uh, was not 100% expecting. But I'm glad that I've done it. And...
0: Are you feeling hopeful?
1: Not yet. Okay. I'm not feeling hopeful yet simply because I have gone now three, four years yeah. without really feeling hope. Okay. So I feel like that's going to be a slow burn.
0: That's yeah, Okay. Excuse my yawn. <laughs> I'm emotionally exhausted. You are.
1: <laughs> so this to me, this experience, this psychiatry trip that I've gone through um is an example of a good change yeah that is scary sure do i feel that this was something that i could have done sooner absolutely am i regretting not doing it sooner not sure yet mm. But ultimately, it kind of came down to me embracing the fact that I can and do deserve. Well, deserve is a weird term. We'll get into that. I should be happy. I should take steps to improve myself. I should take steps to make things better for me. I should not dwell on the negative. I should not dwell on that which hurts me. And that is the first glimpse of hope that i've had in years now
0: good well i'm glad that you're beginning the journey
1: you me both (laughs) we'll see but um so i was like
0: looking in the mirror the other day i was Mm -hmm. like oh god i don't i need to make some changes and Mm. so i went out and i made an appointment and i joined blink nice (laughs) so we joined i joined a gym it's a small gym and, of course, now I'm moving out of the yeah, city, fuck. right? Yeah, But I joined it, and I went once, and I hated it. I hate gyms. I hate them so much. But I was like, sometimes I'll go to the gym, and sometimes I'll, I'll go outside and go on a hike. And that's what I did for about a week and a half. And then I got called into an office to do some work for stuff, but, um, which disrupted my morning hikes. Oh. So bougie. So changes. Here we go. Uh, There are good changes and there are bad changes. Yes.
1: There are good and there are bad changes. And
0: there's all in between. And differentiating the two can sometimes be confusing.
1: I would say so. The types of change, um, of course, they are not limited to, you know, just little things. Sometimes they're really big things. But they could be in between things. So personal relationships, living situations, Mm
0: -hmm. that's a
1: change that you are currently uh, going through...
0: I've gone through a lot of that, I feel yeah, like, in the yeah, past yeah. year and a half.
1: Yeah, you've gone through that, well, over the last several years, I'd say.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of moving for me.
1: And every single time it's happened, it's been stressful. It is. It's stressful. been kind of freaky, but at the same time, has there been excitement?
0: Uh, yeah, there's always a mix of that. I mean, and one of the things therapists do say is, like, you've got some big stress... Um, coming in with certain things and moving is one of them. Mm -hmm. So trying to keep that in mind for myself. And I know that I also get really anxious and stressed before I go to events where I completely change my whole schedule and eating habits and I'm suddenly thrown into the Mojave desert. Um, (laughs) and then I come back and I have like a, a kind of a crash after that. Um,
1: these are, these are things that kind of coincide with an episode we did a few weeks ago also of getting yeah. out of the house. Yeah. Where finding that those changes, yeah. those changes of scenery or those changes of habit, yeah. they can be great. They could also be insanely taxing.
0: I know. I feel like um, for me, though, what's been really hard are the physical and emotional changes that I've gone through as um, I've progressed... And also watching other people go through those kind of things where you go on medicine and you gain 25 pounds. Mm -hmm. And then you have to, like, relearn what your body even looks like. Or um, the emotional changes that a lot of people go through when they get a new diagnosis. Like, you have schizophrenia or you are, you know, major depressive. Bipolar. Um, Yeah. And maybe you weren't until you were 25 or you weren't until you were 19 or 30 or 40. So that's a huge change.
1: Or worse, if you're 10, 11, 12, yeah. if you're a young person listening to this and you've been given your diagnosis, it's yeah. already a difficult time in your life, but you're definitely not alone for that, yeah. thankfully. There's a lot of us out here.
0: And I feel like we could do a whole episode on, I feel like, there's so much to go into about changes and how to cope with them. Yeah. Um, But... Um, there's a big question of when there's a good change or a bad change, Mm -hmm. do you deserve it?
1: Yes. As I had mentioned earlier, I, it was funny, we we were talking about doing this episode earlier and Mm -hmm. this was a moment that, uh, you said something that kind of hadn't dawned on me, (laughs) (laughs) uh, until you said it, which, uh, the entire concept of deserving Human construct.
0: Yeah, it's a human construct. It's whatever you deserve, or if the, I deserve this, or they deserve that, or the construct of fairness.
1: Yes. Oh, God. Is the this construct fair? Of, it's not. There, there, there's... Oh, man. That that in and of itself goes beyond the realm, I feel, of psychology and more into the realm of philosophy. Right. Which, uh, there's a lot to be said about the idea of deserving happiness or... People getting their just desserts, you know, you, you hope that someone would be able to live their life and not fuck with others, (laughs) but it's not always the case.
0: So how do you handle change? Badly. Yeah. Well, one thing, I remember going to my therapist and I was trying to make all these changes in my life, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: how I was, I was trying to get through codependent, like realizing that I was codependent. So changing how I, my thinking patterns and how I talked to myself and how I dealt with other people. And it was so uncomfortable. And I felt like it was so against my nature and then have and then telling her about it, and she's like, well, yeah, change is super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I'd always thought that like, change would just be, like, if it's a good change for you, it'll feel great. Yeah. You'll know it's good by how it feels, man. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> no, you'll know it's good for you because you feel so good with it. Right. There are plenty of things that happen to us. Both of us in our experiences can relate yeah. that there are a lot of things that we've been through that felt great at first. <laughs> Toxic and we're incredibly toxic, oh my god yeah it's It's not necessarily always gonna be sunshine and rainbows,
0: yeah, I think this is gonna be a part one of the changes episodes.
1: I feel honestly that way too, <laughs> but um so so with 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 good changes, the thing about like that whole concept of we deserve you know good things to happen to us and we deserve to feel good and we should feel good. That I mean, don't get us wrong. You absolutely should feel good. You, life is not all terrible.
0: I think what's the most frustrating for those of us who suffer from depression and anxiety is when it feels like you're trying to do everything right, mm-hmm. and everything around you seems to be okay, mm-hmm. and yet you still cannot connect to it on a on a level that would you would say that I'm happy or hopeful. Yeah. Or peaceful because you have these other issues that are you're dealing with. That yeah. Your body is being a shit to you.
1: Your body <laughs> and your mind and yeah. everything in between. Yeah. Well, yeah, I meant reason. mind. But yeah. Yeah. No, no, but yeah, it, it, your body too. Because like if you're going through a period where you've got an injury mm-hmm. or you're sick or you've, you know, as is the case sometimes when we let ourselves go... <laughs> uh There is a point in which you feel like you know I would like to do something good for me, but I, I can't, or I shouldn't, because doing something good, quote unquote, for me, I don't deserve that. I deserve bad things to happen to me, or I, I shouldn't have good things happen to me because I'm such a shit person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And those are the thoughts that kind of echo in our minds in those situations. Just feeling so closed off from that part of us that actually wants us to do good, do well, mm-hmm. do anything but hurt ourselves. It's uh, it's hard. It's hard to fight that.
0: So if you're going through some changes right now, um, and you're struggling with it, and um, accepting that everything is constantly in motion forward mm-hmm. can be helpful. Just yeah. know that it's, you know, it's it will pass.
1: It's that uh, Bruce Lee quote, be water, my friend. Be water. Don't be a tree standing in the midst of a torrential river because it will break. You need to be water. It can take any form, any shape.
0: Well, if I'm water, then I'm a swamp water. <laughs> murky and poisoned. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. That's okay. I'm I, I feel like I feel like I'm a jello or something. So, yeah. That's that,
0: not water, Chris.
1: It used to be <laughs> It has gelatin put in it. But
0: so you made some good changes today.
1: I made some good changes and <laughs> You know it's funny. The last time I made good changes for myself, you want to know the main reason why I did it? To look hot. Well, partly. Why? Spite.
0: Spite. Anger is a great motivator.
1: Anger as a motivator is bizarre, and I hate it. And I, But it was that thing where I was like, fuck you, I'm better than this. <laughs> and you know what? That only works for so long. <laughs> this time, it was more out of a actual feeling of deserving or well, wanting to feel good
0: and that's important that's that's a big difference it might seem small but that rescue
1: it's good i'm finally putting those white knight tendencies towards yourself towards myself yeah
0: you know i thought i had the other day was um i've kind of gotten back into a really negative thought pattern with myself and i was thinking about just really negative stuff at the moment about other people. And I was like, you know, you really can't be loving and healthy consistently if you're abusing yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't. You no. can't. Um, and you will become abusive. And yeah. it might be a small moment and you'll apologize for it. Or, you know, it might be, turn something bigger. But if you're being abusive to yourself, um, especially mentally, It's, it's like, you feel like you deserve, like you said, the deserving, Mm -hmm. um, it's time to make a change.
1: It's time to change for the better guys. Yes. Whatever it is that's holding you back, whether it is that negative self-talk or the idea that it's too hard or that you'll get to it later, whatever it is that's keeping you from just taking that first step out the door, take the step, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if you're not in the moment of change and you're just like, oh, thank God, don't worry, it's coming for you.
1: Yeah. You're Ch- going to find it. Change is coming. Change is always coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it is a glass shark swimming <laughs> through the water <laughs> trying to get you.
0: Oh, man.
1: Well, either way, thank you for tuning in this week. Thank you again for your patience. I know that we've had a couple missed episodes in the last few months but we're we're trying our best
0: <laughs> yeah you know life happens yeah so yeah thank you so much for listening in and um...
1: Um, follow us on Instagram at hey who podcast like our Facebook page subscribe to the subreddit and if you want to support us directly visit our patreon we're gonna post a bonus episode this upcoming week which is going to be a little goofy. But it's gonna be fun. It's called Hosts 001. It's literally all of mine and Lindsay's warm ups for the first fifty episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, if you're if you're into a couple people sounding like complete and total nutters, that's uh, that's gonna be the episode to check out. Uh, if you want to send us an email directly, you can always email us at mailbag at up dot com.
0: And yeah, please seriously follow us on the Instagram because if if you are bummed out that you've missed out on an episode you don't know why like you like we didn't post or anything that's that's where you're gonna hear about it and yes. we also do fun little stories and stuff
1: yep uh so yeah thank you again
0: and have a great week guys talk to you soon and don't forget
1: don't, don't tell, tell us to just get over it, it.